Dear friend, let's discover more of who we are together. Love, Haley and Amanda. Amanda. Hey, 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 Haley. Hey. Hey, 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 dear friends. <laughs> We're starting a part two of last week's episode about Beata Human's book, Every Room Should Sing. It's all about home interior, but as you listened last week, if you if you did, it's much more than home it interiors. Is. It really is. It's been so powerful for us to even think about, I mean how important our homes are and also how the design of it changes how you feel and who you are and how you like encounter people in the world. Well, and whenever we I first got this book for my birthday and you and I were reading through it, I did start looking at my uh, house a little differently. Like totally. I was like walking through it, thinking about it more and um, in the terms that she uses in the book. And then after last week's episode, I got inspired. Yes. So I, this is Amanda. <laughs> Sometimes I think our voices sound similar. I agree. I think I'm more monotone than you, though. Really? Mm -hmm. I don't think of you as monotone. Me either, until I listen. Really? Yeah. We'll do some unless fluctuating. I, unless I get... um really really like excited about something when I'm just talking and I'm in a deep thought it comes out kind of monotone I think hmm. I'll try to work on that listeners every room should sing every word should sing <laughs> maybe I should be a little more energetic I used to <laughs> when my husband and I were dating I was like you know what I should put on my resume and he was like what and I said that I'm fluent in musical because I always, because we always laugh because I was stuck in a musical way. <laughs> and I'm always like, hey, where you want to go for dinner tonight? And he's like, you speak musical, eh? And I'm like, fluent. And so I said I should put it on my resume. <laughs> I love it. And I love like singing in 50s announcer. announcer. Hey, we've got the prizes right tonight. Hey, this is a strange gift. Hey, yeah. Oh, I sound like the guy on uh, on uh, Father of the Bride, where he's like, he's the well. Actually, it's Eugene Levy from oh. Schitt's Creek. Yeah, but he's the wedding singer, and he's like, oh man, I'm blanking on. Oh, it. what's the song? I I know it. You love that movie. I love that movie. And you love Eugene Levy. Ooh, I we'll can't get back think of to it. You. But he's, uh, he sings like this. <laughs> so that's what you think uh, Beata means by Every our room, room should sing? No, I'm saying that maybe that'll help you be not monotone. Oh. <laughs> but let me tell you, I got inspired. Sorry, that was, I went off track. But surprise, Amanda went on a tangent. I got really inspired last week. So during quarantine, my husband and I have a two-bedroom house. And the second bedroom was a guest bedroom. That's correct. And we weren't having guests, surprise. Mm -mm. And so I, my husband and I were like, we could really use that space as an office because working we from have home, a podcast. We have a podcast. He likes to edit like music stuff. He was like, it would be nice to have a room where we could work. 
So I sold the bed on Facebook Marketplace. I bet there's actually a lot of people out there that have done a similar thing because when yeah. everything was forced into our homes. Yeah, we, I mean, honestly, the <coughs> only space in our home because of the layout of it, if we wanted to be separate from one another is one of us would either have to be in our in a bedroom or in the, I mean, in the living room. And I was just watching a show um, where there was a lot of people that didn't have space for an office. So they were like putting their offices in their bedrooms and stuff. And it was really making people uneasy because work and home is typically separate Separate. and putting them together was freaking people out. Well, and my husband Maris, he put our shed in the back. He turned it into a man cave and he would go out there and play guitar before it got too, too hot in the summer and it, all his tools out there. And that was kind of how we got some separation. So we weren't on top of each other. But then turning this second bedroom into a home office was really helpful. But so listen, I got excited because I'm like, OK, I'm going to decorate this place. I, I got, got on new, Facebook Marketplace. Yeah, I got this mm-hmm. awesome oriental oh it's so rug it's so cool in here i got this awesome desk i got this cool settee settee and i every time i say settee i think of arctic monkeys where he's like spilling drinks on my settee is that arctic monkeys yeah do i want to know oh i was thinking it was alt j it's not yeah so i got this settee but the piece de resistance of the room <laughs> was going to be this gallery wall that was going to go because the, the ceilings are really high in my house, but the square footage of this room is very small. So I got all the artwork together that I wanted to put on the gallery wall. That was super meaningful to yeah. my husband and I. And so which, I, as we talked about last episode that it had to be personal to be interesting so you couldn't just get well you could but you could have gone and bought all of this stuff that you know was from you said tj maxx i believe (laughs) (laughs) or ikea or whatever and it wouldn't mean anything to you personally look nice yeah but not interesting so you decided to follow beata human's advice and get personal. personal stuff takes longer totally worth it yeah so like i pulled out like one of our band's first posters ever um Haley made michael and i i mean sorry maris and i for our one year wedding anniversary this family crest that has all the symbolism in it that's gorgeous um an old painting from my parents house these two paintings from the kimball art museum that we got prints of that he and I loved. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just, you know, one of my favorite quotes from an artist, Rainy Band. And so anyways, I had all, I collected all these beautiful art pieces and then framing was so expensive. Stumped us. It stumped us. And so well, he and got me quotes for frames. Yeah. And it's kind of, again, the, the same thing that we were talking about as far as like mass production and you want everything to look consistent and stuff. And, and I that wanted it to be kind of funky. And yeah. And so it's, well, yeah, I think I was saying the opposite of you. What? Like at first we thought, oh, all these pieces are so different. The frames need to be like very minimal and clean and professional looking. And then I never felt that way. I always wanted the gold frames, but I couldn't afford them. 
Oh, I thought that that's you wanted black and white, and that's why I quoted you those. No. But anyways, um, that is more expensive, but it turns out that when you take the time and you go looking... And collecting. That you find some interesting stuff. Well, yeah, because like to get a photo or a piece of art professionally framed and like the matting on it. Oh, my God. It, it's a lot of money because it's, I mean, they, it's and a it's professional it. job. Healy and I hacked in to what real framers do. And we did something that was not as professional but got the job done but one thing we did not anticipate so we went to an antique store and we got a bunch of we had like the size of the the art pieces so we knew what size frames we needed we got a bunch of different ones and one thing you and I did not anticipate was all the different colors of the mats around the 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 Mm. framed art that we bought to replace and they look so good Gorgeous together. together. And it's kind of creepily like the colors in the room-ish. But and off. Yeah, and it it's just exactly what, it's like a, a metaphor of what we were talking about last week. We implemented it into this gallery wall. We were pushed to do it, and we, we are. stretchy. Oh, my gosh. It's just. It turned out so, We so, just so went good. for it. And you know that Haley's my best friend when you know someone's your best friend when you call them up one morning and say, hey, that that gallery wall is really stressing me out and I need you to come over here and and help me put it up. Can you help me today? And it's the morning of and Haley was like, yes, because it's stressing me out. I'll be <laughs> right over. Well, and sometimes there's stuff out there that you can't make yourself do them. I know, you know, and yeah, and, and sometimes you just need your buddy to come just do it with you. And, and then when you walked in the room and I was like, I forgot, I don't have any frames. And you were like, we're going to an antique store right now. Get your shoes on. And I was like, thank God, Haley, I didn't have that that in me. And then we did we it. We did all. it, man. And we just did some math and some measuring and some hammering and it all worked Lordy out. Lordy McLordy. So Amanda did post a little story about it, so you'll have to check it out. Follow our Instagram. We'll show you the, the gallery wall. Yeah. And, and it goes up to the, c- what I was trying yeah. to say is I have high ceilings, but it's a small room. But we went all the way to the tippy top, like Beata Human gives some advice to do. <laughs> Why did I say it like that? Not quite monotone, but. but not quite writer. smart. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we went all the way up to the ceiling and it makes the, and I did that it with really the curtains does. too, and it makes the room feel humungo. 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 Yeah. So, not a humungo. If you've been looking for a sign to create your own gallery wall, here's your sign. Do it. <laughs> um, so, we're going to get into part two, but first, can we do our Pledge of Allegiance? Yeah. All right, kids, stand up for the Pledge of Allegiance. Put your hand over your hearts. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United Mates in America. And rarely in public is where we stand. One friendship under God. Indivisible. Live party. Live party. And just us. Are you trying to sing talk musical? Yeah. For all. 
All right, kids, now we have the announcements for today. Uh, they are serving pizza for lunch, but there's mashed potatoes on the side and carrots. Every time yep, we do the and pledge, chocolate milk. I feel like we're doing the announcements at school. <laughs> and kind of with the mics. Yeah. Like we were the ones chosen this week. There's a hilarious TikToker where he like, it's like the point of view. He does like these point of view videos and he does this one. It's like point of view of ninth grader or, or like 12th grader in charge of the announcements. <laughs> and he's like red leather, yellow leather, red. <laughs> like he's like warming <laughs> up to do it. Up. And like he says one word wrong and he's so embarrassed. Oh my God. And then like. I don't know. It's a hilarious video. I tell you what, because I was an elementary school teacher for a while, and I did the announcements, and I would play a song every morning. You did play yeah. a song? Like from your phone? No, on the guitar. You oh don't really? remember this? I yeah, didn't go because to your I, school. Yeah, but you lived with me. But you didn't tell me that. Yeah, and I it was the rainbow song that I wrote. Red, orange, yellow, green, blue, purple, oh. You would play that song every morning? Yeah, because for some reason it really caught on and everybody liked to sing it. I don't know. That's funny. Yeah, but you think, and parents out there, you are going to get this. Your kid is, you know, so crazy and hyper and wants all this attention until they get to the announcement booth, which is the principal's office, and you put a microphone in front of them. They get scared. They don't know what to do, what language they speak, what their name is, anything. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, my name's Rubia. And they talk so quiet. I'm like, oh, my God, this was your chance. And you're like, move over. I got this. Anyways. <laughs> so tangent number two. So we, we loved last week's episode so much that we are doing a part two to kind of because we only got halfway through the book. Yeah. And actually and, less than. And I do want to say that. We want everyone to buy the book, okay? Because it's so good. Number one, like we said last week, gorgeous. Number two, everything that's in the book is really... It's like really it's beautifully written. And it, yes, it's inspiring. It's really inspiring content that like go, makes you go deep kind of and be self-aware and want to be really thoughtful and intentional about your space because you realize how important it is, but not in a... It also at the same time like just relieves this pressure and makes you feel so playful and excited. Yeah, because I was about to say some sometimes whenever I read st stuff or follow people who are interior designers, it's really like uppity. Yeah, and I just feel like she's down to earth and she is pl being playful. And she actually, um, she responded to one of our stories that she was going to listen in. And we're going to try to have her on the podcast. So, Beata, if you're listening, we still want to have you. Yeah, because we love the book. And it's so inspiring. So the second, the second half of what we're talking about with the book this week is more practical tips that she gives. Now, we're not going to give away all of her practical tips because, again, we want you to buy the book. But we pulled out some of our most favorite tips that she gives in the book about making every, every room sing. sing. We said that together. That's correct. Sometimes we say stuff together. Together. I, I told you I was re-listening to our... Um, I still need to go back and listen. Our favorite things episode. And I actually watched it on YouTube. And we say the same thing. Like our our thought progression is the same. Mm -hmm. And so we say <laughs> the same thing we at the same... We finish each other's sandwiches. sandwiches. Well, everyone's going to say that. Okay. 
um, who's seen Frozen. Why are we losers? I, I thought niece. that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so, so. Some Pot of our two. favorite tips Pot two. for making your room sing. Pot two. Voice two. Voice two. The other night we played Bunko. Tangent number three. <laughs> I'm sorry. My sister-in-law had us over for Bunko. And her name's Darla. And I was like, Dola. Dola. I, I don't have snacks over here, Dola. <laughs> and she was like. Also, one of her friends' name is Maury. Oh, and I that love. really makes you want to do that. Maury. Hey, Maury. Maury. Throw me the dice, Maury. <laughs> okay, anyways. We're so back. Part two of They Yada Humans Every Room Should Sing. Design part tips. Two. Ooh, when I said part two over design tips, that was a segment. <laughs> okay. So, first off, last week we're talking about. Like to recap, if you haven't listened yet, go listen. But to recap, it's about how your interior is occupying you. Your space is occupying you just as much as you are occupying it. And it needs to be personal, a a reflection of you to be interesting. Yep. And that we kind of stepped on toes and said that there's a lot of interior design out there. That's very cookie cutter. Beautiful, but not personal, personal, which means it's not. Interesting. I'd say our favorite part of the episode last week was also the paprika. We talked about Mm -hmm. how there's a quote in her book, Every Room Should Sing, that is about that you should have, everyone should have a little bit of bad taste in their home decor because... It adds heartiness and soul. Mm-hmm. And, and she says, as she refers to it as a splash of paprika. So we've been also trying to explore those. In, in our vocabulary. Yes, paprika. Yeah. This is, oh, that's a bit of pap. Yeah. So that, that's definitely a design tip from last time. Also collecting things over time that are meaningful to you and your journey. Um, using things that are reused. <laughs> my foot is so asleep, it's numb, and it feels like it's not a part of my body. That's gross. It hurts. feels like someone stabbed me with a tranquilizer. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, tip one. Tip one. Contrasting elements are the key to making your space sing. So when I first read this, I was thinking about... Um, kind of like complementary colors as an artist that they say, and it's true, that when you put two opposite colors, they're the exact opposite. There's nothing about blue that's in orange, and that's true for all the complementary colors, that when you put two opposite things together, they both make each other stand out and look so extra beautiful just because of the fact that they're so opposite. And yeah. I kind of think that that is completely backwards to how I would initially think about a uh, home interior design. I don't think about two things that are different that would go great together. Well, but it is kind of incredible, like, when you put a contrasting color against its contrasting color, how different it makes the color look compared to being next to another color. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's kind of crazy. It changes yep. the whole vibe of it. Yep. And um, one of the things she says in the book about contrasting elements, which is different than the color thing that Haley was just talking about, is that 
she she used it in uh, in like a spatial way saying that so if there is an entry if you if you had your home and there were, if you were building it per se and there was like an entry before you go into another space if you make it like lower ceilings a little bit more like thicker you know so you're walk you're in something that's a little bit more confined and mm. then it opens up into a higher ceiling and wider walls and everything it's like this contrast of confinement to openness mm-hmm. and like having some of that contrast spatially um, in your home along with color and other things that's really what gives it that character and interest in that sing that she's totally. talking about I agree totally. and we're gonna get to like her I love um, the last thing that we're gonna talk about is her definition of what she means by every room should sing but I know we all kind of get the gist of it as we go along but I'm excited to read her def- definition it's really good and you know something else that I was just thinking of um, how you were saying that or how I was saying, (laughs) that when you put something next to something else, it kind of changes how you see the other thing. And when we were just doing the gallery wall, and like she said, we didn't know what color mats there were going to be. And then we got them, and all of a sudden when the matte colors were there, we started seeing colors in the other paintings and prints that we hadn't really noticed before. Well, like even this one, it's like a teal matte with mm-hmm. that orangey red in the print. Yep. And that, that opposite, because orange and blue are contrasting Correct. colors, right? Yeah. It like bring, oh. it warms it up. And then we one of our favorite ones was... Um, had a bright orange yeah matte and it was we were kind of like this is cool and interesting but what are we gonna hopefully it looks good with the painting and And there's a little bit of orange in the painting and like the color of the belly of the fish and it made it sing sing i'm telling you sing and you know how playful that was oh so fun accidental i mean yeah so fun contrasting elements are the key to making your space sing the next one is about small spaces and that they can be extra special sometimes i think people just let small spaces go because they think wow this is so small it's not going to be anything impactful or anything you know but well and what she was saying is whenever she gets a job and there's small spaces in it, she really tries to look at all the fantastic opportunity that it brings because you can actually do so much that's impactful in a small f- in a small space and it doesn't cost you as much money. Like for instance, this this office room that I'm talking about, it's really small, but like doing the really high tall curtains it makes like oh my gosh you can room. transform the room with really small things you know what i'm saying like you just you don't have to spend a lot of money to make the details of it pop because you don't need a lot of stuff right yeah and and that is one of the practical tips too is if you are in a small space and you want it to feel bigger and taller take your decor whether it be curtains or pictures or whatever take it all the way up to, to the, the ceiling, ceiling. And it is a total trick. That's what these these paintings on the gallery wall, they are one inch from the ceiling. That's correct. Which is really to the top. Tippy, tippy. And you even, um, in this small room, you have a small little um, cutout over here where it, you would think nothing fits over there. 
What a waste of space. If I turned it into a bookcase. Yeah. And it's and it like really make it makes that little space feel special. Like a proper utilitarian. Space. Yeah. And and now that little space sings. Yeah. Because you looked at it in a way that, that it had an opportunity. Yeah. And I think I think if you're living in a small space, you should look at it as an opportunity to make something awesome because uh, whenever we lived together, when Haley and I lived together for seven years, we were roommates. Haley would always like, for instance, when we moved into this house, you and I lived in it first before Mm -hmm. um, I got married and you were like um, the, like the living room, it's so small or whatever. And then whenever I started putting furniture in, and isn't it amazing how when you put oh my the, the bigger things in a small room, it makes it feel so much it's, bigger. It's actually it's confusing. like a mind game. <laughs> it is. It's totally. I mind never, game. I never believe you, and I'm always shocked. Yeah, like w- even when I put that my dining table in that small space. Yep. I was like, I I know this is gonna work, but I'm not sure if this is gonna work. And then it. Mm-hmm. makes it feel like a proper dining room yep. when there is actually no space for it. Yep. So actually, if you go big in a small space, sometimes it will make you feel like the space is bigger than it even is. It's kind of a, it's a trick. Yep. Um, the next tip that she gives is about lighting. Yeah, to change your lighting. So she says one of the worst things. And I also, sorry, I also don't think lighting is something that people think about as decor no or design design or decor yeah yeah i mean i think they think about the fixture of lighting but they don't i don't really think about like oh i'm gonna use yeah yeah the element of it Mm -hmm. well that it's creating like a mood and atmosphere and stuff yeah and so she she actually says you know most homes and especially if you're renting you have like spotlight overhead lighting you know what I mean and it's not flattering and it's not (coughs) controllable like you can't unless you have a really awesome home that you have like adjustable lighting I don't have adjustable lighting in my home so you can't dim it you can't make it have a certain mood you get what you get (laughs) you don't throw a fit get what you get and you you don't don't throw throw a fit so she was saying deal with it if you change the lighting, bring it down to eye level through lamps and and like the different types of lamps and adjustable lamps and also candles. candles. Like you can change the entire vibe. vibe. You were feeling my vibe. I was. Yeah. Like, I mean, this room, I put this lamp in here and mm-hmm. it makes it feel way cozier yep. than the overhead light. That's mm-hmm. kind of a blue white light. So also that's another thing is the type of bulb you're buying, like however many Kelvins. Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me. I know there's an Instagrammer um, interior designer, uh, Chris loves Julia. She did a whole blog post on what each Kelvin means and what it looks like and the, the her favorite one because it actually I need, I need to read that. Yeah, it's incredible because it gives, I don't know, it changes the whole vibe of your space, your and lighting. And there's nothing, there's nothing worse than having this amazingly beautiful space that you feel comfortable in and then flipping the switch on and it's like fluorescent. Yeah. yeah. And also, let me just have a side tangent. Can you please? I'd love about it. About 
schools and office spaces. We have to be there. Did you know that? Yeah. And that's designing them. Yeah. Like people are spending their entire lives at work and kids at school and teachers at school. And you're supposed these kids are supposed to be learning and feeling comfortable and this inviting welcoming and teachers are doing everything they can to make their space this white horrible box with the worst lighting ever actually science around that there is science don't perform as well in fluorescent lighting than in warm lighting so i never turn my overheads on i always put lamps all over my classroom it's become kind of a trend thank god that people have realized that It's not even just, you know, the look of it. It's like there's science around the feel of how you are in a space based on its lighting. Isn't it crazy that a space can influence the way you act in it? 100%. Isn't that wild? Yeah, and how you feel and how you perform and if you're inspired or turned off or... There's actually, you know that book that I was reading um, called joy the definition of joy or I'll, I'll look it up but it's um she's talking about a lot of different aspects of what joy is and one of them is that uh and how interiors affect your joy but she says that she there's this school in some inner city town oh, yeah. that was performing so low like lowest scores super super bad uh, neighborhoods kind of just you know not not a great environment and this principal came in they hired him he was he knew he was coming into a tough situation and he had read some psychology around color Mm -hmm. and space and he went in with the teachers the summer before and they painted all the walls vibrant colors and changed out the bulbs they became one of the most high performing schools in their district that year and he like she was interviewing him and and they were just talking about how that I mean that small thing really affects your your performance and and it's you're the sa- it's the same as similar to what we're saying or what Beata was saying about that we don't just occupy spaces they really do occupy, occupy us. us and they they make us feel different ways they make us feel welcome they make us feel scared there and it's not it is like an emotional spiritual thing but it is scientific as well and so it's real it's not a joke (laughs) it is not a conspiracy theory i hope not and then the other one is that your home should always be evolving and we have a quote here that's on page 107, 187, 187. but the, the idea that we are always evolving, right? We're always changing. So our space should not stay stagnant, right? If we're changing, then our space should be changing in this quote. This, and that's, re- that's really, it was a really epiphany for me as well. This one, because I feel like. You design your home once and mm, you pick and it, you call it good. Yeah. And you pick everything out. And then why would I change that? Because I 
spent money on it. I thought about it. I designed it. It's now this is my home and this is this space. But that is so such a stagnant way of viewing your home. And go ahead and read the quote. Well, so the, the quote is by Carl Larson, and he says, A home is not dead, but living. And like all living things must obey the laws of nature by constantly changing. So your home is not dead. It's living, right? And, and it, just like us, we have th- this law of nature where we're constantly changing. We're becoming. We talk about this mm-hmm. in the podcast, and it's our motto. Let's become more of who we are together because we're always becoming. Mm-hmm. And our space is also becoming. Well, because if if it's true that we think in order for us to feel um, yeah. at rest, that our space has to reflect us and be an expression of us, well, then if we're changing and it doesn't, then that's impossible. Right, so it has to change with us. Yeah, and it could be what even you just rearranging your furniture or or doing a different light. Yeah, change. or changing um, the use of a space. Or hey, now you have a child, and now this room yeah. needs to function this way. Or you went on a trip that changed your life, and you now want to have something uh, that reflects something of that vibe of that trip. Right. Or your styles and your style changes and what you like changes Mm -hmm. and the way that you feel comforted changes. Or there's a pandemic. And now guest bedroom has to be your office. And you could have kept you could have been stagnant and said, no, this, you know, this is what I made this room to be. And then for a year and a half to almost two years now, you haven't been able to really have a guest. And this space would have been dead dead really and so D-E-D. i think d-e-d <laughs> dead you really kind of embraced that and let this you breathed like kind of new life into this space and i just that's really beautiful it is it is because it, it's making me think about the marie kondo like treat your space you know graciously and gratefully that it's giving you this it's not just this structure but like it's it's occupying you and so treat it well yeah back and continue to let it be its best version of itself for you yeah totally totally and the the definition that she gets by the way there's tons of these tips in her book oh i know we you've only got to get the book you've just got to we only selected a few of our favorites but she has this definition towards the end of the book on page 207 where she gives what she means by every room should sing and i think it's so special so listen up listen up toots. I'm listening. your home needs to be a fold for your past present and future you want it to be inclusive pragmatic, spontaneous, serious, humorous, and elegant all at the same time. (laughs) It sounds complex, but really it's just about being honest about who we are. It is about humanity and what lies within each of us if we are willing to find it. It will require time and effort, but it's possible for anyone to do. When I talk about a room um, singing, I talk about the elements of this book coming together. Once you find your poise, whatever form it takes for you, you should notice a certain tension, almost like a reverberation through the rooms. Oh my gosh. It should be a combination of all the things that make you. 
Mic drop. Can you please Scream. read that one little section again about humanity? Yes. It says it sounds complex, but really it's just about being honest about who we are. Yes. It is about humanity and what lies within each of us if we're willing to find it. That's right. Holy guacamole and I Toledo. Do, and I do believe, and it's fair for people to do this, to say that I do not want to find it. I, yeah. do, I, don't, I don't have I don't, time. I, I don't want to participate in that. This is not not important to me. I don't care about who I really am. But I believe everyone who's listening to this podcast. That's what I was going to say. Okay. Is say that it. we are trying to become. And we're trying to push each other to that next step of our humanity. And, and become more of who we yeah. are and figuring out who that is yeah. together. And we're the kind of people, you and me and whoever's listening, are the kind of people that want to find it. And we want every aspect of our life to contribute to the better part of us and so that mm. we can then put out the best parts of us to make ah. everyone else yeah better yeah and it's so, so beautiful oh i'm emotional me too <laughs> because it seems silly like oh home interiors but, but it, it's not this is where we spend our days and our lives and where we make memories and it's not everything but it's a, a huge part, part of it so if you decide to let this part go i think it's a big one totally and and like she was saying it takes time and effort to find out who you are right? About anything, but anyone can do it. And that's what she says. Anyone can do it if you want to. And, and something that she does reference in the book when you read it is, you know, like we were saying last episode, there are rules around interior design. There's a whole school of thought about it and, and, and it's actually a real profession, but it is a lot of fun too. It is. And, and experimenting and it doesn't have to be perfect and it doesn't have to you don't have to know everything it just needs to be this reflection of you and I I really encourage you guys to read the book because she gives you a lot of confidence in that you don't need to know everything but she gives you some tips but she does say which I think is the most powerful thing about her and her book is that it has to be personal and a reflection of you which sounds easy but is work yeah. internal work but playful work yeah and so even simpler if, way work yeah correct the book we exactly. love exactly and so if you're even feeling a little bit hesitant about investing in the book go follow her instagram uh beata human and we'll, it's tagged all over everything that we've posted but you can see visually how playful and inspiring and joyful her um her approach is and it's it's magnet magnetic yeah it makes it makes me want to explore all of that it makes me feel inspired and like I can do it and I just think it's it's playful and lighthearted, but it's meaningful and so totally agree 100 percent. so thanks for joining in on part two I know I hope you guys like this little series part one and part two I really loved it, it I was it was way more exciting than I even thought it was going to be and I thought it was going to be exciting yeah like (laughs) I I personally told you guys last week how much I am naturally interested in interiors but I did not see the conversation going so much more 
in depth about who we are. Well, I okay, I did in a sense because I have read the book, obviously, but in a way, I hadn't made the connection about how it is so aligned with what our podcast is about, like that becoming more of who you, who we are together. That you were just saying that this is that same work mm-hmm. in a very it expressive, matters. important mm-hmm. way that impacts our, our lives daily. So I did not see that coming, and it's a really nice surprise. I love it. I love it. So you guys have a great week. Go look at your space and play. Make something sing. And live party with it. Live party. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs>